Hey now, and welcome back to another episode of the Passionate Stewardship Podcast, a podcast for helping professionals who strongly believe in supporting their community and the humans who live there. I am your host, Dr. Sherry. So, somebody asked me the other day, why your episodes been so short lately? Because I can. (laughs) And, you know, I want to bring some topics to the table that, you know, they don't have to be long and drawn out, you know, just some little nuggets for you to think about that evoke conversation amongst your colleagues and information that you can take back to your executive director. So maybe your executive director say, well, who is this Dr. Sherry? Maybe we should give her a call so she can come on over here and provide us some support. And if so, all of my information is in the show notes. (laughs) So during a consultation with a nonprofit client, we discussed the concept of sustainability. Many people associate sustainability with finances, but it's important to remember that sustainability involves internal and external factors. It's about funding programs and operations and supporting the human service professionals and social workers serving your target population. Additionally, it's vital to consider how to continue supporting your client population, especially during these uncertain economic times. Building a sustainable nonprofit organization requires more than just having enough funds. While financial resources are crucial, sustainability also involves laying a solid foundation and implementing strategies that ensure long-term success. For example, if you were to lose a significant funding stream today, I hope you don't. I swear I hope you don't. But if you were, do you have a plan to continue to employ that professional or those professionals that the funding may have impacted? Or a plan to continue to provide services to the clients and the community? And I know that's a hard thing to think about. But you got to think about it. And it's a position that I'm in right now in my daytime life. We just lost a pot of funding that we have gotten for the past 10 years. And that pot of money employs six people. Luckily, there has always been a plan because we know, I know, that no funding is guaranteed. Rewrite the grant and try again? Sure will. But I know that there's always a chance that you won't get funded. They didn't tell us why. I asked. She didn't say anything bad or good. She just said that maybe the people who read the grant, maybe they weren't program-focused person and didn't understand the application. To me, that's not good enough, but hey, I receive it. So there, is a, there was a plan. But, but do you have a plan? You. I'm talking to you. Do you have a plan? Will you just let those persons go? Will you communicate with those persons as soon as you find out that you have lost that funding? Or will you wait until the grant ends and say, well, the grant ended today and I'm going to have to let you go? If so, you're a jerk. Sorry. Not sorry. It is essential to discuss with your board and team how to maintain 
stability, and sustainability during periods of uncertainty and unpredictability. So grab your notebooks. Here are some essential steps to create sustainability within your organization. The first one is ensure, and I can't stress this enough, think episodes this month, probably last month and maybe a couple months prior, we talk about mission a lot. Ensure your mission and strategy are well-defined. A well-defined mission and vision is crucial for any organization. It's essential to identify clear and specific goals and objectives that you wish to achieve. Creating a strategic plan, outlining the necessary steps is advisable to the mission of your organization. And it is recommended that every three to five years, you you as the ED, any other directors within your organization, your board of directors, you come together and realign the organization every three to five years. I recommend you do a SWOT analysis, which is looking at your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. A SOAR analysis, which is strengths, opportunities, aspirations, and results, or a combination of both during this time. The results of these analyses can help shape the organization the next three to five years. So you do your SWOT and your SWOT or your SOAR analysis or your SWOT and SOAR analysis, and you develop your strategic plan for the next three to five years. It is imperative that this is done. This is like your roadmap for what your organization will look like the next three to five years. If you have not done one, you need to do one. If you need some support in making that happen, please reach out to me. All my information is in the show notes. The next, ensure there is strong leadership. To move your organization forward, it's essential to have strong leadership in place. Ensure your board members and staff have the required skills, experience, and commitment consistently invest in developing and planning for future leaders to ensure ongoing growth. Listen, you ain't supposed to be an ED in that organization forever. Okay. Your board has a term limit. Honor it. Okay. Term limits are in place for a reason. You should not be an ED in that organization forever for a reason. New, fresh ideas. It's what keeps an organization moving forward, period. Next, ensure you diversify your revenue streams. This one here, if you don't get nothing else, which I hope you do, but if you don't get nothing else out of this episode, hear me. So this one's for the people in the back to my left, to my right, and in front of me. Ensure you diversify your revenue streams. Relying only on one funding source can be risky. Creating diverse revenue streams is recommended to reduce dependency on a single source. These include grants, individual donations, corporate sponsorships, partnerships, events, and fee-for-service programs. 
it is advisable. And when I say it is advisable, that is Dr. Sherry of LC Consulting and Coaching talking for nonprofit organizations to only partially depend on government funding or foundation private funding sources. Each funding source has its limitations, especially government funding, which may come, which will come with restrictions at both the state and federal levels. Therefore, diversifying funding sources can help you manage your finances better, particularly when you have state and federal grants and you are waiting for reimbursements, or when state and federal grants do not cover operation expenses, or when your state and federal grants want you to match. You can leverage that with your private donations and foundation grants. I know the big money is in the state money. I know that. I know the big money a lot of times is in the federal money. I get that. But if you hear me, you also know that that's where your big time reporting comes from. And that's also where a lot of your restrictions come from. And that's also where you got to spend the money to get the money back. Then you got to wait for them to get you your money back. And while you're waiting, work is still being done. Staff is still doing the work. Clients still need stuff. Bills are still coming in. All the while, you've spent the money and you're waiting for a reimbursement to be processed. Just saying. Next, community engagement. Connect with your desired community and establish meaningful relationships. Take the time to comprehend their needs and include them in your organization's decision-making process. From collaborations with the other organizations, businesses, and individuals who align with your mission to amplify your impact. Don't just collaborate with other organizations, but collaborate with small businesses in your neighborhood as well. So other businesses that align with who you are. Or if it doesn't align with who you are, believe that believe in your mission and who can help promote your mission. Next is program evaluation and impact measurement. It is important to assess the effectiveness and impact of your programs regularly. Utilize data-driven insights to make informed decisions and improve your outcomes. This will aid in attracting funding and showcasing the level of value of your work with your stakeholders. Data, both quantitative and qualitative, is everything. That is what your funders want to see, especially when you have state and federal money. They want to see data. If the data don't match the money, you won't get the money. Data is everything. You can tell a story all day long, but can you quantify that story? Yes, qualitative data is amazing. To tell someone's story is so impactful, but you must also be able to quantify that story. So we were able to 
help change this woman's life by doing or help change this man's life or we were help we were able to help move this family along and we were able to help this child read at a fifth grade level and that's great but can you quantify it next volunteer engagement utilize the power of volunteers to extend your influence and capabilities. Create a strong volunteer program that provides worthwhile chances for people to donate their time and expertise towards your mission. So one of my clients um, that I am working with through LC, LC Consulting and Coaching is Waymakers of North Carolina. And they are a mission group right now. We are working through their 501c3 processes process right now. We are honing in on who they are as an organization. But they right now are under the fiscal sponsorship of the Chamber Foundation. So that, that's how I'm able to write grants for them and that kind of stuff. But they feed the community that I work in once a month. And it is a process. And when I say feed the community, the community comes out one Sunday a month in droves and they feed the community. But they do this solely on with volunteers, not on, but solely with volunteer support. So for an entire week, they prepare for one day a month. I'm talking cooking and, and prepping and packing grocery bags and packing goodie bags and all of this work for one day a month, setting up, breaking down, cooking and cleaning and chopping and sauteing and all of this prepping for one Sunday a month. And they do it solely on volunteers. So volunteer engagement for your organization is extremely important. The organization where I provide leadership to in my daytime life, part of our sexual assault response team is volunteers. So those are the individuals that respond to the hospital when a sexual after a sexual assault has occurred. That's solely volunteers. Our individuals that come and help with the children on Thursday nights where their mom are at a support group solely volunteers. There's an organization that's also in our community, Choices Women's Center. They have a bunch of individuals who support the women, all volunteers. So volunteerism is extremely important for your nonprofit organization. Cultivate your volunteer efforts. Financial stewardship. It is important to practice responsible financial management by creating a budget, keeping track of expenses, and maintaining accurate financial records. It is also crucial to establish adequate financial controls and transparency measures in order to promote accountability. Look, contrary to popular belief, and don't let nobody tell you otherwise, and this is Dr. Sherry, Executive Director, telling you this. And this is Dr. Sherry of LC Consulting and Coaching telling you this. A nonprofit organization is still a business. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. A nonprofit organization is still a business. So don't let nobody else tell you something different because if they told you something different. They lie. And I didn't say they, T-H-E-Y. I said they, 
D-E-Y, Dayline. <laughs> a nonprofit is still a business and it should still be ran like a business. Your human service professionals and your social workers might not have to run as robotic as a business, but on the back end, upstairs, around the corner, you are still a business. Checks and balances are real. Who cuts checks should not sign checks. Okay? Reconciliations are real. Every time a business credit card is used, a receipt should match everything on that credit card. That is real. You are still a business. You should be audited every year. You should be filing your 990. These are things, if that's the form that your CPA files for you, you should have a qualified CPA. If you do not have a qualified CPA, that is problematic. If you are using your girlfriend or your husband's friend because they did y'all taxes one year and they are not a qualified CPA, you're screwing yourself. Financial stewardship is just as important as every aspect of your organization. This is about not just the financial sustainability and stability of your organization. This is about the totality of sustainability and stability of your organization. I'm getting all tongue-tied saying those two S words. It's about all of it. Next, branding and marketing. Establish a clear and recognizable brand identity and devise an effective marketing plan. Effectively convey your organization's mission, positive influence, and distinctive value position to your intended audience. Utilize digital platforms and social media to broaden your reach. If you can afford, have someone who just focuses on social media, especially if you know, one, you don't have the bandwidth to do it as an ED, and if you know, you just ain't that person. Like me, I ain't that girl. You ain't finna see me on no reel. I don't even know what a reel is and how to make one. Now, if it's them little short little videos that I see on Instagram, they cute. I see other people's, but I don't know how to make one. So we have someone who handles our social media because I ain't your girl. Branding and marketing is important. As a nonprofit, there are some things that we have to stay clear from and you should stay clear from if you are not a faith-based organization make sure you know what you need to stay clear from politically make sure you know what you need to stay clear from if there are things that are happening in the world that are directly related to your mission i think you should speak on those things but i would stay away from the politics even though we got all we got our own opinion on the politics. However, I would stay away from the politics. As an organization, do I think we should take a stand for some things? Absolutely. Absolutely. I live by the creed. Stand for something or fall for anything, but never do anything to compromise the mission of your organization or the funding, or 
the laws according to the IRS or anything or the according to your 501c3 status never compromise those things and politically you need to be very careful when dealing into political stuff when you are certain classifications of a tax exempt organizations, not necessarily 501c3s, but when you are certain tax exempt organizations. And we can get into that on another episode. Okay. So next is collaboration and partnerships. And we talked about that, I think last episode, it's important to explore chances for working together with other nonprofit organizations, government agencies, and private entities. Collaborating can increase your impact, maximize resources, and improve knowledge sharing. And that is so, so true. Next and last is continuous learning and adaptation. It is important to stay up to date with industry trends and best practices and emerging issues that relate to your mission. Encourage a culture of continuous learning and adaptation within your organization. Embrace innovation and be open to evolving your strategies when necessary. The organization I'm in now, at one point, we were just strictly DV and SA. We've evolved to encompass human trafficking because there is some intersection when it comes to DV, SA, and human trafficking. It's still staying with our mission, but we've evolved with the trends. I hate to say the human trafficking is a trend because it certainly is not a trend. I get, Well, I guess it can be. A trend because it's it's where we are right now and because of where North Carolina ranks when it comes to human trafficking. But we've now encompassed that into who we are. It does not change our mission. It's a part of our mission because it is a part of sexual violence. So we've encompassed that. It is important to be flexible. We got to be flexible, y'all, and adjust our strategies as needed in order to maintain sustainability and stability. Remember, sustainability is an ongoing process that requires consistent effort and adaptability. By prioritizing these key areas that we just went over, we can create a sustainable nonprofit organization that goes beyond just fundraising. I so hope you got something out of these good little nuggets today. And if you did and you need some help or some support within your organization, again, all of my information is in the show notes. And, you know, you can find me over on Instagram because that's my jam. And remember, radical self-care is health care and kindness is free. I love you so much for listening. And until next time, be good to yourself and others. Bye. Thank you.